0: yeah just yeah I guess relieved um and yeah just super excited to start the season off with a win a couple of girls in for their first game and yeah it's always good to to kick start a season with a a couple of points on the board yeah absolutely and yeah I guess she's had such an impact on the group in in obviously a pretty short period of time so yeah we really wanted to go out there and probably didn't get to to showcase a lot of the work we did in the pre-season just in the style of game it was but yeah just to get the win and
1: get over the line is the most important bit Yes, that was Fremantle AFLW star on your tie. One of the stars of the AFLW Derby down there at Fremantle Oval. Of course, talking about the win over the West Coast Eagles and the impact that new coach Lisa Webb has had on the group. Joining me on the show to talk through that game, a tough and tight encounter in difficult position uh, conditions down there at Fremantle Oval. Eliza Riley from Code Sports joins us. Eliza, welcome. Morning, Dolph.
0: Definitely good to have AFLW back.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was a really tight, tough encounter. Tell us what you learned out of it.
0: To be honest, it's pretty hard to get a gauge on both of those teams given the conditions the game was played in. It was very windy. We had a massive downpour before the game and during the second quarter as well, which sort of, you know made the ball a bit slippery and hard to handle, although that wasn't a problem for Anya Ty kicking that remarkable um, dribble goal on the outside of her boot in the second quarter. Early nomination for goal of the year there. But, to be honest, it was a pressure game. The Eagles applied a lot of pressure and so did the Dockers. It was a bit scrappy. It wasn't the best sort of um, game to watch, but there was a lot of, you know, individual moments of brilliance and hard-hitting contests which you expect from a derby.
1: So you've seen these teams play their pre-season matches. Is the game we saw yesterday the style of play we can expect to see from these two teams, or is this just what a derby brings and what the conditions bring?
0: No, I'm definitely expecting a different sort of brand than what we saw yesterday from both teams. What we saw from the Dockers in the pre-season was, you know, a skillful brand of footy, a fast, quick brand of footy changing lanes, um, hitting up short kicks around the ground. That was just too hard to sort of do in the conditions yesterday. And the Eagles were a little bit more free-flowing as well in their practice match against Essendon, got the ball a bit deeper and into more dangerous positions inside 50 um, to the benefit of their forwards, whereas the wind, the conditions, just really struggling to get those dangerous kicks inside 50 probably cooled both sides and the scoring in the end.
1: Yeah, I really loved the physicality of West Coast. Now, clearly, when you're the underdog in one of these games and you haven't beaten the opponent, you've kind of got to bring that. I know that and make yourself the hunter and them the hunted. But um, I felt in the in the second and third quarters, in particular, it felt like West Coast had the better of the physical side of the game.
0: Yeah, definitely young, um, excitable kids <laughs> wanting to get stuck in and give one to the. The sister in town has, we know, now won the sixth straight derby since the Eagles came into the competition. But I think that's an indication of just how hard the Eagles have worked during this pre season. I mean I've watched a couple of their training sessions and they worked them really hard, um, both on the track and in the gym. And you can see that with the way some of them have come back from the off season into the pre season and now playing games. Bella Lewis looks like she's put on a bit of size and muscle and sort of went head-to-head with Haley Miller and kept her pretty quiet. Emma Swanson's known for that physicality. That's what she's always brought. And then Courtney Rowley as well, a bit of a young emerging midfielder, usually plays out on the wing um, given she is quite small and slight, but she's put on a bit of bulk as well and is pushing for an inside midfielder. Berth.
1: Yeah, and Amy Franklin looks bigger and stronger as well, having shifted across from Fremantle to West Coast.
0: Yeah, Frankie, there was a bit of um, speculation during the week about whether she'd face her old side. I've had a little bit of an interrupted pre-season, experiencing um, a bit of shin soreness that limited her to a half in West Coast practice match over Essendon. But she was out there, kicked the gold against her old club, which would have been a pretty exciting moment for her.
1: Tell us about on your Tai and just how good she could be. Someone who's that tall in AFLW, who is as mobile as she is, can take marks and kicks the ball about 55 metres.
0: Yeah, she was massive yesterday and both of her goals were sort of miracle goals, which gives you an indication of if she gets a little bit better service and cleaner conditions, what she could do. But she is can boot the ball um, super far, kicks that it inside fifty in the first couple of minutes of the game, and then followed up and kept the goal off the ground on on her back, which is quite remarkable. Then she did that dribble goal in the second quarter, which was spoken about. I don't know how she managed to get the ball to bend that way in the wet and slippery conditions, but she is someone who, at age thirty-one, she really should be at the twilight of her career. But in reality, she's just getting started. She came over from Ireland suffered two really serious knee injuries including the two ACLs before she even played a game so she had to overcome that and then she's just been getting better and better each season and this could be the season where she really does explode.
1: So where is Fremantle's room for improvement? Obviously they've been a contender in some AFLW seasons, slipped off the pace in the last season. Where do you see them uh, improving to get back into contention, Eliza?
0: It probably is that forward line and that midfield connection, just trying to find a few more avenues to goal, um, which they thought they'd worked on over pre-season and was probably at its best in that match simulation against West Coast when they piled on 70, 80-odd points. They do have a few threats up there. You know, Megan Kaufman and Dan East, they're going to sort of play a split midfield forward role and roll through both lines. Anya tie is probably going to be that focal point, Um, so defenders are going to have a hard time playing on her. But around that, they sort of need to find if there is a second tall option. Sarah Wilstra played it yesterday, as she has done over three seasons. Probably didn't have a massive impact, but she's only someone as well who's relatively new to footy has only really played the two or three games at AFLW level before suffering a pretty bad knee injury last year. So she'll build into it, um, but it's probably just finding a few
1: more avenues to go instead of Anya. And obviously, Ebony Antonia has kind of been their Ms. fix it over the, pretty much the duration of the AFLW. How will they use her? She seemed to spend a fair bit of time up forward yesterday. Is that the role for her, or would she be playing the wing role as she had uh, has, has done in the past? I
0: expect. Probably spend a little bit more time on the wing as she gains a bit of fitness. Because the thing with Ebony is she has pretty much missed the entire pre-season due to a knee surgery she had a bit earlier this year. She's had to come back the hard way, sort of fight through to get her place in round one. Um, didn't play any of the practice matches and was touch and go um, this week, but. She's been training. She's um, close to full fitness, but probably just that game-match fitness is the thing that's going to come once she does spend a bit more time on the ground. So she's very valuable up forward. Um, you speak about finding that second-tall option. She kicked the goal and sort of, you know, shoved off two or three West Coast defenders and steamed into an open goal. So she could play that role, but she is so, so valuable on the wing and athletic and strong. And I think that's probably where you want to get the run out of her, um, but she can be valuable pretty much anywhere you put her on the park.
1: We're going to talk about West Coast, but one more question on Fremantle before we get to West Coast. Um, the impact of coach Lisa Webb, did you see it yesterday? Obviously, it was a different game because of the conditions and the fact that it's a high-pressure derby, but but are you seeing the impact she's had on the group?
0: Certainly in terms of the communication style and just the the sort of fresh face, Her players have sort of lauded how she's been able to bring them together, um, sort of be, uh, you know, mix that humour, find that mix of humour and also knowing when to take it seriously. It was a bit hard to sort of see the impact of her um, game plan and playing style given the conditions as we've spoken about. But I think certainly um, just sort of getting the group ready to go uh, and bringing that sort of fresh energy.
1: Now... Ella Roberts was an absolute standout for West Coast yesterday. Tell us about her. She's only a teenager, uh, one of the brightest prospects in the AFLW, and it, it feels like a, a team that's been crying out for a star now has one.
0: Yeah, we saw glimpses of Ella's talents last season and got nominated for a Rising Star and was in contention for that award, which eventually went to Port Adelaide, Hannah Ewings. But she's come back, done a whole another preseason, and just looks the part of a star AFL footballer, Um, she won the Derby medal, she had 24 touches, um, went into the midfield as well and had the five clearances that are playing on ball, but she is so valuable as a key forward as well, and that focal point up forward for West Coast, couldn't quite get her finishing going, she had a few really tough chances and kicked the two points, but if you're Michael Pryor, you're thinking, God, I wish I had two Ella Roberts, so I could stick one on ball and one up
1: forward. So clearly they're aiming to improve. They want to contend for finals. Where do you see that improvement coming from for West Coast?
0: Pretty much all around the park. Um, The defence was a bit leaky last season. Um, You know, had a few sort of lapses within games where teams would pile on, you know, five or six goals and it would sort of be game over from there. So... That four-quarter effort's going to be really important for West Coast this year and managing to maintain um, their performances across an entire game instead of having, you know, a good half or a good quarter here and there. Their slow starts was also an issue last year. They didn't um, only won, I think it was the one first quarter in, in the entire season. So getting out of the blocks has um, been an issue for them. They didn't quite convert yesterday, but I felt like they created themselves a few opportunities, just couldn't find the the goals. So it's pretty much across the board. Their midfield is pretty strong with the likes of Ashmak Emma Swanson, Bella Lewis. But it's the sort of bookends, scoring and defending, that are going to see them improve the most.
1: Yeah, and, and their the use of Ella Roberts is going to be fascinating, isn't it? Because as you mentioned, if you were Michael Pryor, you'd love to have two of them. And so how he allocates time for her, because I suspect there are going to be times where he needs her in the middle and there are going to be times when he needs the um, um, the spearhead in attack. They want to climb the ladder. Are you confident that they can, Eliza? I
0: think finals is going to be maybe a bridge too far will reserve my judgment for maybe one or two more games just to see how they compete in better conditions. But, you know, to to nearly get the win over Fremantle first up is a pretty good sign. But Derby have been generally pretty tight in the past two years. So I think they can certainly improve on what they did last year. And that's, you know, only the two wins in um, the 10-week season. So I certainly think they will improve on that margin. But they do have a very easy sort of draw as well to reflect what they did last season. So there's probably no reason why they shouldn't um, make finals. They should really be pushing for that given the draw they have. But it's just going to be whether they have improved enough over this pre-season And they are one of the youngest loose in the comp. So it's going to be whether the kids can stand up.
1: So you've seen every team play now in round one. Who impressed you the most and who are the teams to beat, do you think?
0: I can't go past Melbourne on Friday night. The reigning premiers, as we know, but they've kept the majority of their list together over the off season. Just really lost Daisy Pearce, which is, you know, a massive out in terms of leadership. Um, but she's someone who, you know, there's a couple of young girls coming through the system now that are trying to fill that role and um, have an impact up forward. So they, the Demons, Probably Collingwood had the better of them in the first half, but then they came out after halftime and absolutely dominated that game of football, including a five-goal third term, just to completely rip it away from the Magpies. So ultra-impressive from Melbourne. But the other one to keep an eye on, I reckon, is Geelong. They beat the Bulldogs by 48 points. They're a similar um, sort of young up-and-coming team, but they have a few absolute outright stars with the likes of Georgie Posparkas having one of the better games of the weekend with 34 touches and 9 clearances and 11 tackles so they have some outright stars who could take them a long way this
1: season Yeah, fascinating thing to watch I reckon on the weekend was the standard of play because this is an evolving competition I thought the Brisbane Richmond game was a real high quality game and one of the better games of AFLW I've seen and even when the game got tense and tight late in the game, the girls were still taking it on and, and, and pulling together change of possession that we haven't seen that often in the past. So I get the feeling we're seeing continued improvement in the stand of the competition as well.
0: Yeah, certainly. Having that year off, essentially, between the two seasons, we wanted the teams to come back and really, I guess, frank that with some significant improvement in terms of the skills and the scoring and in round one, um, we had the highest aggregate score for a round one of AFLW, I think, that's ever been recorded. So that's probably a fairly good indication that scoring is on the improve. They've made a few rule tweaks for the AFLW as well with the likes of longer quarters and an interchange cap which was sort of has the aim of, you know, tiring players out and opening the game up a bit more. So I think with those things in place, plus that natural evolution of the younger players and um, the competition, it should is shaping as a really exciting season.
1: Absolutely. And do uh, you get the feeling that the Matildas have given women's sport a massive momentum boost and that other women's sporting competitions are able to cash in on that? Are you detecting that about the AFLW?
0: judging by the line that was out Fremantle Oval yesterday of people trying to get into the ground, at one stage it apparently stretched round to Fremantle Hospital. Um <laughs> which is a remarkable to think whether it was they didn't prepare for that many people or they just were doing a bit more screening, whatever. I don't really know, but it was, you know, sort of four thousand kick under four thousand people at the Derby yesterday. We had eight thousand people there on Friday night to kick off the season. There certainly is a lot of excitement around women's sport and, you know, it is probably more spread out than the Matildas given, you know, there is 18 teams to support. But the early signs are there and it's just going to be a matter of keeping that momentum going with some really entertaining contests and games.
1: Yep, couldn't agree with you more. And I think the weather yesterday to get that crowd in that weather, I think, was a pretty pretty good effort um, for the AFLW. Eliza, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Look forward to reading your stuff about AFLW and AFL and Code Sports. And uh, thanks for talking to us. Thanks, stuff. Eliza Riley. You can read her stuff on Code Sports, and she joins us, and Alana Kings joins us, uh, joined us earlier also thanks to MEGT Women in Trades. Advance your workforce with female tradie power. Visit megt.com.au. We'll be back with more after the break.